five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. So let's go over to Tom Fishburne and see what he has to say for the week. Personal branding. He says, I don't know what's more annoying on LinkedIn. Pushy sales pitches, mindless clickbait, or self-promotional thought leadership. That's a good topic for one of our incessant LinkedIn polls. Or one of our weekly cartoons. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if you noticed that one was pointing back at you, Tom. <laughs> anyway, um, back in 1997, Tom Peters wrote, The Brand Called You. And he says, we're our CEOs of our own companies, Me, Inc. And I did highlight this all up, but I guess it got eaten in the translation uh he said you don't belong to any company for life your chief affiliation isn't to any particular function you're not defined by your job title and you're not confined by your job description starting today you're a brand and that might have been a kind of a liberating idea back in the back in the uh 1997s but And it was six years before LinkedIn launched in 2003. And I became a member in 2003, in case you want to know. And here's the point, though. Here's a really good point. Thinking of ourselves too much, period. Oh, too much as brands, too much, period, can take away from what's human and real. If everyone acts too much like a brand manager, all communication can start to feel like marketing. Uh, there's a fine line between personal branding and self-promotion. It's not much of a line at all. And that's why we try to make these helpful. Okay. But anyway, what Jeff Bezos says is your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And of course, hard to know unless you read your Twitter or Instagram feeds. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't take that as gospel either. Maybe it's what your family says about you. And we had a really wonderful weekend with uh, almost all the family there. And that was, and some friends that we hadn't seen in maybe 20 years or something. And that was just wonderful. Uh, so maybe let your family beat you up and it'll tell you what's real. Since you're a person I trust, I wanted to invite you to join my new my network on LinkedIn. <laughs> goes by with a briefcase. That's about right. That's about what it is. Now, this one I wanted to get to because I'll tell you why. Seven types of LinkedIn requests. I have noticed we have blue shirts in common. A tenuous link. Now, that's only funny because I'm doing more work with, with, with uh, my old website, uh, whitetail.com, which has been totally revamped. And if you're into hunting, you might want to go over and check it out. We're, 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 trying, to, um, we're trying to invite content creators because there's some uh, there's some concern that people are getting their content blocked or taken down or whatever um, because hunting can be confused with animal cruelty um, and other things so um, but so I went on LinkedIn one day about two weeks ago and I just started clicking on people that had camouflage i think i put the word hunting in there uh, in the search and if they had a camouflage picture i clicked on them <laughs> camouflage shirt on so you know sometimes these tenuous links are the best you can do 
Do you have 15 minutes to talk with a total stranger? Yeah, okay. Interested in agile, disruptive, digital blockchain? Buzzword artist. I can run a team that can help with whatever it is that you that you do. Yeah, I get those a lot. I'm so busy networking, I don't have time to write a note. If you accept, I'll thank you with a nonstop sales pitch. I get those. I tell them this is a chat window. This is not a publishing company. And someone you actually know, you never say hi to, I guess. Is that what, is that, what that white one is about? Anyway, I found this interesting. We'll go over to fake book. Oh, no. Facebook fake news fueled by six-fold click bias. Now, of course, you know, anyone who's taken Journalism 101 knows that journalism is about getting people to read the story. It's about how to write a headline. It's about it's about boiling it down in a way that may not be completely consistent with the story, but is enough to get your interest. And so it's not a big surprise that fake news gets better clicks than actual content. Now, when you read this article, which I will post for you, but I'm not going to go down there, it, it talks about how how the the false news got much more clicks than the CNN or World Health Organization news. And and that was substantiated by Facebook's own analysis of what fake news consists of. And I thought that was funny. Okay, this one I wanted to get to because it's really an interesting article on the history of the sales funnel. <clears throat> and Tom Roach calls it the cockroach of marketing concepts, meaning that it hides in the dark sometimes when you shine light on it, but it basically never goes away. The sales funnel is nearly 100 years old, and there's little evidence that it reflects how advertising actually works. It's been the cockroach of marketing concepts. It just seems to keep going and going and going. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe it's those kids giving me a cold. They all had colds. Okay. He says that it started out in the door-to-door -door sales industry um, with the now, with the linear attention, interest, desire, and action model of the late 19th century. But he, but he ha found a book called The Bond Salesman that mentions this and mentions um, they were selling telephones I believe, and it was a sales aid for people in the direct business. And it says the salesman should visualize his whole problem of developing the sales steps as forcing by compression a broad and general concept of facts through a funnel which produces the specific and favorable con consideration of one fact. <clears throat> so you paint the picture, you boil it down to a decision, okay? But it's facts being forced down the funnel, not people. It's a sale in a single engagement. It's you get your foot in the door and you don't pull it out. <clears throat> okay? However, if you do a Google image search, you find zillions of funnels. And according to Les Bennett, um, he first became aware of the funnel in 1990 in the 90s in a Volkswagen strategy presentation, and it was so little known then that the planner was assumed to have invented it. Um, a couple of criticisms, it's become the go-to tool for digital marketing training courses. The funnel is essentially a sales tool, not a customer data or science-led framework, okay? The first criticism is it doesn't encompass post-purchase loyalty. <clears throat> now, 
let's back up a little bit. So in 1982, I came from a background of direct of, of straight commission field sales, calling on businesses, and telemarketing follow-up sales. And Vic Hunter, my mentor, came from direct marketing, uh, catalog sales. And so we put our heads together and came up with uh, integrated marketing. Okay, that's our diagram. And what it showed was that mail was, you could get mail for 45 cents per piece, cost per contact. Telephone sales was a couple of bucks, and field sales was a couple of hundred bucks. Okay, and the costs have gone up. But this three-tiered marketing approach, there, you can see it better back here. The three-tiered marketing approach gave us a way to not only change the content, enforce the content through a funnel, but change the cost per contact so that we would market broadly at the beginning and attract attention. And then we would do follow-up with uh, lead qualification. And then we would finally send it out to the, to the sales force for the close, essentially. It's a little bit like The Machine that uh, I talked about a couple. It's a book called The Machine. And by Jason Marsh Rolf, I think is his name, uh, or something close to that. You'd get it if you looked. Okay. Now, the the idea that it doesn't encompass it doesn't encompass management is, of course, not the way we designed it. This was the lead qualification, and the next criticism of the funnel is it's too linear. Well, ours loops around, and it, it goes around and around and around. So if you generate a lead and we call you up and you say well I'm not interested right now but I'd like some more information and call me in six months we would keep track of that and so it would loop around and it would keep looping you around until you were more ready to buy then it would drop down to the sales force and they would go out and see you and they might hear back well I'm not the real decision maker I'm I'm uh, I'm just you know I'm just a putting together an RFP or something well, when are you going to make a decision? Oh, maybe six months. So then it would boot it back up. It would boot it back up to the telemarketing. And then they would follow up in six months, go through the process again. So you could keep booting it around forever. But once you became a customer, and this was actually, this this particular report was published in 1984. Now this one was, and it was for Blue Cross Blue Shield for their sales process. And this one then showed the follow-up methods, and um, it had, you know, mailings to customers. It had, it had follow-up phone calls, and uh, many of our customers, we implemented programs where they would just call the customers that were expiring, and they would start with the most valuable ones. And you know, if they had questions or other issues, they would then port it out to the sales force. Uh, and so it was a very well-integrated program. We implemented it for Amico Oil for their salespeople calling on the gas stations, and then we implemented it for um, for Deluxe Check, and then and then about that time I went to Sales Guides, but 3M implemented it, and then um, out in the West Coast uh, HP I believe implemented it, and um, and Vic did a bunch of other car uh, or gasoline companies and you know a lot of different companies. And, but I think at HP, uh, it crossed paths with Tom Siebel, who changed it into CRM, Customer Relationship Management. And he focused 
on that last part, okay, which you can, but it has two components, and there's actually a larger diagram that shows them put together. Here it is, in case you think I didn't think of that. <laughs> this is hard. I maybe should do a, a webinar on this just for the fun of it because it does come back from the 80s, and as far as I know, and then Vic actually added the funnel instead of the, the, the triangle, the upside-down triangle that I had in here. Vic changed it to a funnel. And that would have been in the 80s, a full decade before Les Bennett saw it for Volkswagen. So um, it's a powerful concept. And here's the loopy loop. Ours was not linear at all. <clears throat> and here's another one. Now, now nowadays, where the... Whoops, somebody's calling me. I don't know who it is. Now they call my Google phone number, which they never did for a long time. Uh, anyway, whoops, back over here to 10 at 10. Okay, here is the, the Hankin Hexagon. And James was actually a guest on my show, and so that was very, very exciting. Um, we had a great time. And what James has developed is the fact that now, online, unlike our model, which was where information was driven from the manufacturer or the distributor down the funnel, <clears throat> As as the author says here, Tom says it was an information funnel and the manufacturer was in control of the process. <clears throat> so when we followed up, we would say, well, we have additional information. They wouldn't be able to just go online and get that information. And so as long as we controlled the process, it was a fairly linear process. But now, because the, you know, the reviews... Okay, because the process is customer-driven, now the customer can bounce around or the prospect any direction they want. Boom, 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 like a pinball machine. Now, I'm not saying that's optimal, but it is true. And now you can look at the number of clicks you get in each of these dots, and you can optimize or improve the, the areas where you're weakest. And I think it's brilliant. <clears throat> it's not a funnel. It's a hexagon. But way to go, James. We'll have to mention him in the credits or whatever. So the point is, is that Tom likes the funnel's flexibility and utility. It's, it does reflect the need to target broadly, to cast the net wide for prospects, which is still existing in the even in the hexagon. The tapering suggests deploying more targeted means to refresh mental availability and if you're you know if you're if your price and margin is high enough then it makes sense to get telesales involved or direct mail involved to think that all of these purchases are the same value and that you should do it all online is insane we can see that now the idea of having multiple levels of contact in both cost care and content pretty good huh is uh is insane so mark richard says if you think the sales funnel is dead you've made you've mistaken tactics for strategy there is a role for this and it makes sense right it's the role of online ads as signposts and uh this is the equivalent of the name above the street the high street front door it says it in light, but you also want to invite people to come 
you want to keep in touch other ways and and my advocacy is that you should tailor the cost to the value of the customer so if you think if you back in the 80s people would only have salesforce or they would only have direct mail well the truth is that for some customers the the mailing the catalog would give them better communication than the salesforce that they never saw right and for others they needed a salesman to come in and solve their particular big problems direct mail wouldn't cut it there's ways to adjust that but that's basically the concept of the integrated marketing and so anyway an excellent article and i think you should take the time go over to wdma.org and subscribe we've got the website running again thank heaven and um we're probably going to change hosts but it's all there for your edification have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart bye-bye